the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. And good afternoon on this very rainy Monday, folks. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Again, you can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. Hey, this portion of the program is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Yes, it's rainy today, but they're open seven days a week. Hey, this is good for all your uh, planting. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Pop in and see them this week. Again, everything you need to make your property look the best it can. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Well, right now it is 12.06. It is, in fact, it is Monday. It's kind of like a post-Brady Monday. Folks, I think uh, everything that has needed to be said about that, I think, uh, has been said, I believe. And um, I want to go to um, President Biden spoke just a, a short time ago. We're going to play some of the sound on that. He did talk about some of the infighting that's going on in the Democrat Party right now, where basically they, they cannot get anything done right now because of. The infighting that they have going on right now in the Democrat Party. So, but again, before we uh, go to President Biden, I just want to, folks, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, this is the perfect time. Pop in and see them. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. It's Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron, and they're having a, uh, just they've had a tremendous year, and I'm not shocked. Pumpkins, straw, cornstalks, gourds, sugar pumpkins. They also have fall decorations and so much more. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Stop it and see them. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. You can also find them on Facebook. And their uh, Facebook page, they they keep it up to date. And so you can get an idea of uh, everything that they have. And right now, folks, again, uh, fall, this is just a tremendous time. All right, I want to play. This is uh, President Biden just a um, short time ago talking about a lot of the infighting that's going on right now within the um, the Democrat Party. And he also goes after the Republican Party. So I want to hear. This is fresh sound. Let's hear. This is uh, President Biden just a short time ago. I think, quite frankly, it's hypocritical, dangerous, and disgraceful. Their obstruction and irresponsibility knows absolutely no bounds, <clears throat> excuse me, especially as we're clawing our way out of this pandemic. Democrats will meet our responsibility and obligation to this country. We're not expecting Republicans to do their part. They made it clear from the beginning. We tried asking to no avail. We're just asking them not to use procedural tricks to block us from doing the job that they won't do. Meteor is headed, is headed to crash into our economy. Democrats are willing to do all the work stopping it. Republicans just have to let us do our job. Just get out of the way. If you don't want to help save the country, get out of the way so you don't destroy it. We don't have time to delay with elaborate procedural schemes, which Republicans' proposals require. Scores of votes without any certainty at all, many of which have nothing to do with the debt limit at all. And that's when accidents happen. 
you know, folks, as much as, and again, that was President Biden just a short time ago, but it's within his own party that the fighting is going on. It's within the, the Democrat Party. They're fighting with the progressives and the moderates. All right, I want to play a little bit more. Again, they're um, talking about, uh, now, now it's the debt ceiling, but I want to go back to, this is uh, President Biden just a short time ago. I think be important. I disagreed with Medicare for All, for example. I disagreed, with, but I laid out what I thought would be important. For example, I think the Build Back Better program is required that we, in fact, have the best education available to us. And I'll be speaking to this in detail tomorrow. But look, here's the situation. How can we, in an ever-competitive world, increasingly competitive world, how can we not meet the educational standards at least other countries are working toward. Nobody is reducing the number of years they want their children to go to school or people to go to school. You've heard me say it before, as my wife says, uh, if, if we don't, if any country out educates us, they're going to out-compete us. Look what China's doing. Look what the rest of the world is doing. They're investing. They're also investing in things that relate to ability for people to go to work and stay at work. We have several million women who can't go back to work because they don't have any way to take care of their children. So to give a tax cut to a working mom to be able to afford daycare, is that bad? Is that a bad idea? I think it's a darn good idea to get people back to work. So there's a lot of things in the legislation I'm going to be talking about across the country that I think the American people overwhelmingly support. But the idea that somehow this is somebody else's legislation, this is what I wrote. Folks, the fact is that, and again, right now it's uh, 11 minutes past 12. It's John DiPietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. We will have, um, there's something up with both Facebook. First of all, Instagram is down. Facebook had a a very damaging piece last night on um, 60 Minutes. A whistleblower from Facebook came forward. And um, we will get uh, Facebook up and running. But um, Facebook, for some reason, having a a minor problem with that. So for those that are trying to watch with our live feed, maybe we'll do it in the 1 o'clock hour. But we seem to have a a little bit of a a problem right now with our Facebook feed. So I'm not exactly sure what the problem is, folks. But we will try to uh, get it straightened out. At some point between now and two o'clock. That's one of the beauties of having a two hour program. Folks, right now it is 12 minutes uh, past 12. It's Monday, it's October 4th. And as much as that is news, I want to um, say a special uh, good morning and hello to all of the healthcare workers that learned on Friday that they are part of the group now and not uh, go in. There's a lot of people that are not at work today. There's a lot of people that are, are finding out uh, because of the vaccine mandate that um, and as much as, um, you know, a lot of you want to work and a lot of you should be working and the hospitals need you working uh, because of this vaccine mandate that a lot of people are not at work today. So. Uh, you know, and and I feel terrible for all of you. I can tell you that I don't think I don't think that Governor McKee. I don't think he can afford to have this thing. I I don't think the state. I should say Governor McKee is the one that that could 
basically pull back on the vaccine mandate. I don't think the state can, in fact, continue like this because of the amount of right now there are elective elective procedures um, that can't be performed in the hospitals right now because of of the the health care shortage. So and it's and it's a staffing situation. And I also want to let you know, many of you know, I hear from different people that talk about with what's going on right now. Also, um, at the nursing homes and the nursing homes, it's a major problem with what's going on right now with, you know, and I've heard from some people that, you know, during the course of the weekend, uh, you, you know, you contacted me and said you went to see a loved one at the nursing home and can't believe just how short staffed they are at the at the nursing homes. So it's it's a major problem. I'm just I don't I don't know how long Governor McKee can can go on with this. I, I'm not I don't I don't know is is the answer. But my guess would be I don't think that long. I don't think that the state is prepared to, you know, go for an extended period of time with this shortage that is happening right now in our in our healthcare system. And I think at some point for, for many people that are listening, I think you just need to hold hold strong for now. Now, I also want to be very clear. If if you're someone that is listening right now and it's 1216 and I can't um I can't also emphasize enough how dramatic it is that Instagram is down. <laughs> they had the um, Instagram is down. They uh, they you know part of if you've ever seen the the social network part of the whole um let me just see this uh, white knuckling your phone like everyone else. Part of the the whole Mark Zuckerberg thing was that Facebook never went down. So Facebook is down. And Instagram is down. So, all right. So I feel better because I was starting to freak out. Like, what is the blanking problem with the Facebook Live they were about to do? And then we find out that Facebook is down. So, or it's certainly not working properly. I'll say that. All right. So I... um. Juan feels a little bit better. Facebook, Instagram are all down. So that is happening right now. All right. Well, that certainly makes me. All right. That's a little comforting because otherwise I was about to uh, send a text to uh, the D-man and be like, I need you to get up here. But all right. So if you're listing right now, there is uh, there's something wrong with Facebook. It's not your app. It's not your phone because I just kept. Hitting like, what is the deal? Why won't it log on? But it's, I mean, and this has, when does this ever happen? I mean, never. Wow. All right. So that's very, very dramatic, but we'll keep you posted on that. So I would imagine it's just a, I can't imagine it's going to go on that long. We have a lot to get to. But again, if you are, you know, it's also interesting. I noticed that there is going to be a rally 
it's incredible how quickly, how much people have depended on these uh, social media apps. Because I'm seeing there's a rally tomorrow and the address was changed. And then you try to pull it up and, um, and then, you know, you can't pull up anything. So we will uh, keep you posted on that, folks. That's very, very dramatic uh, with, in fact, if FB being down. When has that happened? Uh, the answer would be never. The answer would be never. Everybody else is working. Um, NFL psychodrama. Brady beats Belichick. <laughs> 30 million viewers? I would have thought there might have been more than that. He's now defeated every NFL team. Well, that, that was put to bed last night. And, uh, you know, the whole thing was weird. Wasn't it odd? It was odd. And then at the same time, I, um, I got tired. As the night went on, NBC talking to different people with the – oh, here we go. Yeah, this is thousands wrote out as a social media site plus Instagram, what's up and more. So that is um, very, very dramatic that – Facebook is down. But, folks, that's why we have AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. And you can always listen. You can listen online at our website, which is depetro.com. So I want to pull up the latest. So this has been a while now. Um, This uh, this has been a bad 24 hours. Facebook is down along with Instagram. And Messenger, by the way. So the Facebook uh, whistleblower went on um, uh, 60 Minutes last night. Let me just read some of the Instagram has built very addictive product mechanics. Facebook's developing these products. question is whether the teams and users are most vulnerable. So we're definitely seeing a shift with, uh, with big tech. But right now, Twitter users, while Facebook are all down, Twitter is not. <laughs> Um, but it's pretty dramatic that it then becomes like breaking news, just how much of our information comes from. Well, Instagram is is a different type of audience and a different type of app. But Facebook, obviously, uh, very, very dependent. Yesterday, you know, good thing I loaded. If you like, you can go to depetro.com. And we have the video of Tom Brady in Providence over the course of the weekend. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show on this Monday is brought to you by R.E. Coogan and Heating. It's Coogie. Call R.E. Coogan and Heating today at 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562. I tell the story, folks. I encourage you to contact them. 24 Emergency Service, 401 732 6562. Gas boilers, oil burners, hot water tanks. R.E. Coogan and Heating. I noticed the Coogan difference. A week ago, hot water boiler gave out. And thank God we had the little pan there so the water suddenly goes in there so you don't get your basement flooded. Folks, what did I do? Did I try to fix it? No, did I panic? Of course not. What did I do? I called. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today, 401-732-6562, 401-732-6562 for R.E. Coogan and Heating. So that is definitely a, a different, that's different different news. Oh, well, at least, thank God, Twitter's not out. <laughs> Facebook is experiencing a total worldwide outage. 
Wow. What was Zuckerberg's big thing? Zuckerberg's big thing is... Um, oh, okay. Facebook. Uh, Andy Stone, who was he? Communications at Facebook. We are aware some people having trouble accessing our apps and products, working to get things back to normal. Boy, that never happens. Wow. Never happens. Um, let's see. Right now at uh, 1222. All right. I want to go on. Um, and then, you know, you have Biden speaking. Um, the, the situation in Washington right now um, is just, uh, it's just, you know, it, it's, it's a civil war within the Democrat Party is what it is. Look at this breaking news. Facebook, Instagram are all down. Ian Messenger, as a matter of fact. Ian Messenger, as a matter of fact. So, all right, I'm going to come back to Urban Meyer. I didn't realize he was speaking afterwards. Uh, right now, there are hundreds outside the New York City Department of Education in Brooklyn. Chance of hold the line. We will not comply. So, folks, that is... This is, um, look at this is major news that Facebook is, <laughs> Facebook is down. I was wondering, like, what is going on? You go to set up for the live and then boom. You know, this, this is ridiculous. I want to play. This is President Biden. Republicans are trying to destroy America by not agreeing to immediately raise the debt ceiling. Let's hear uh, President Biden just a short time ago. And obligation to this country. We're not expecting Republicans to do their part. They made it clear from the beginning. We tried asking to no avail. We're just asking them not to use procedural tricks to block us from doing the job that they won't do. <clears throat> Meteor is headed, is headed to crash into our economy. Democrats are willing to do all the work stopping it. Republicans just have to let us do our job. Just get out of the way. If you don't want to help save the country, get out of the way so you don't destroy it. We don't have time to delay with elaborate procedural schemes, which Republicans' proposals require. Scores of votes without any certainty at all, many of which have nothing to do with the debt limit at all. And that's when accidents happen. In the days ahead, even before the default date, people may see the value of their retirement accounts shrink. They may see interest rates go up which will ultimately raise their mortgage payments and car payments. And the American people, look, I just say it this way. As soon as this week, your savings and your pocket, your uh, pocketbook could be directly impacted by this Republican stunt. It's as simple as that. Republicans say they will not do their part to avoid this needless calamity. So be it. But they need to stop... Folks, the fact that, and again, good afternoon. Right now it's 1225. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, which is DePietro.com. We do not, um, you know, this whole business, Republicans let us do our job, get out of the way. No, they are doing their job. They are doing their job by not raising the debt ceiling. Three trillion in spending. AOC wants $5 trillion in spending. No way. 
absolutely no way. <clears throat> um, unacceptable. Completely. No, they're not. Mitch McConnell is doing his job. Is spending. Folks, it, you know, everything. We're not turning into Venezuela. At 1226, I repeat, we are not turning into Venezuela with this ridiculous spending. It's not needed. It's too much of this. Look at already what is happening. Right now at 1226, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can listen online. McConnell tells Biden Republicans won't cooperate on debt limits. Good. McConnell's strategy, very simple. We spent $8 trillion. <clears throat> we are not raising the debt ceiling. Biden blasting McConnell, dangerous debt ceiling gambit. Wrong. Question, can you guarantee the U.S. will not reach the debt ceiling? That it will not happen? No, I can't. That's up to Mitch McConnell, says Biden. Wrong. No. Enough. This is ridiculous. Insanity. Folks, right now, if you're a business owner, how hard, how many people are finding worker shortage? And people thought once the money ends, once the money ends after Labor Day, that will then get everybody to go back to work. And what happened? They did not. People are suddenly just deciding that they don't want to work, that they want to remain. Just that that suddenly, even though, you know, the people are now waiting for more money to come rolling in and it's not happening. That's why, you know, whether it was Governor McKee or Biden, whoever, they all thought, in fact, that once after Labor Day, People would then suddenly say, all right, I guess I should go back to work. And it's not happening. And it's not happening is is my point. Because as we've talked about, once people get used to not working, they're not going to go back to work. And that's a problem. It's a problem. And, And look at right now. In service is hurting. You know, I noticed um, last week. In D.C., you know, the simple things, right? So I'm there like everybody else that was broadcasting from there. And you want to, all right, I'll go and, and uh, you know, get a sandwich, what have you. Well, I even, you know, talked to the managers like, well, we, we can't stay open because we just can't get the workers. We absolutely can't get the workers. So, therefore, um. As a result of that, you know, and I know it's a it's a small thing, but that's magnified everywhere. That is a business that used to stay open later. So suddenly they 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 can't do that. Suddenly they can't stay open. They can't continue to service people. And that's just one example. But what was it obviously then impacted. It wasn't, you know, then you have to go around a little bit more and then try to find someone that is available. But how many people right now uh, have experienced something like that? Now, where are the people that 
used to work in that uh, industry. They're just deciding that they're not going to work. And it's having an impact. It is without question having an impact. So, but I, I want to address right now at 1230. And again, folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Maybe, um, by the way, visit the website, dipietro.com. We do have the fact, uh, we have some of the Washington stuff. We also have that Tom Brady was in Providence yesterday. Don't forget dipietro.com, which is brought by the Coesed Inn. A great meal is waiting for you at the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. There's a direct link at the website, which is dipietro.com. We also have, now this Friday, so far I'm the only one to report on this, but unless there's something I'm missing here, the frontline workers are planning a protest at the home of Governor Dan McKee. We discussed that last hour. So now the rest of the media is not commenting on that. And I'm not, I want to be very clear, I'm not wishing that upon Governor McKee. Um, if that's what they're going to do, they're going to be meeting up on Diamond Hill Road. They're talking about leaving sneakers in his driveway. That certainly sounds that they're going to protest right at his house. Um, you, you could go online and you can find the address of the governor. I'm not going to give it out. If someone really wants to, they could dig around a little bit and, and find it. Same way. I mean, there were protesters at Governor Raimondo's home last, last summer. And at different times, there was even... Uh, um, last summer, and even into the wintertime with some frontline workers that suddenly were, were uh, outside the governor's house. So, um, so but, but the rest of the media, I don't know why they're not reporting on it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying anything that other people couldn't be reporting on. I think part of it is there's definitely, they, I believe, I believe that the media locally kind of looks down on the frontline workers. Um, I know there's, there's definitely an attitude that, that they are maybe, you know, either former Trump people or they are Trump people or, but there's definitely an attitude Towards many of the frontline workers, I mean that—that's what I have found. That I—that's what I have found. Um. So, I—I I think that is news. I think it should be news. And but if you're a frontline worker. I, I believe, I'm not sure just how long that they can continue this in the state. I, I, don't, I don't think so, folks. Because as I said a little bit last hour, already <clears throat> different types, the way hospitals, let me explain something. At 12.33 on this very rainy Monday. And boy, was it pouring last night at Gillette. But the, the way that hospitals make money, and there's nothing wrong with that, by the way, but it's through elective surgery. That's how they make money. Someone needs a hip replacement. Someone needs their knee replaced. 
elective surgery that is then scheduled, whatever that may be. So now the problem is because of the shorting staff, um, staffing shortage, excuse me, staffing shortage in Rhode Island is second worst in the country. As a result of that, they've now canceled a lot of elective surgeries. So suddenly now the hospitals can't make the type of money they want to make. And, and also the doctors can't make the kind of money they want to make. So I just don't, I don't know how, how much longer or how long I should say they can go like that. You know, hospitals have had a tough time, obviously, during COVID. Um, but now not having elective surgery, so then of the money flowing in really becomes problematic. Now, I also want to go in through some, um, some other headlines. One is... 92 healthcare facilities in Rhode Island did not meet the COVID vaccine mandate deadline. 92. Seven hospitals, four owned by Lifespan. Despite giving more than five weeks advance notice, 92 healthcare facilities were not able to meet the state's COVID vaccine mandate deadline for healthcare workers and have requested a 30-day extension. Now, you know, what does that tell you? I mean, that's how desperate it is. Governor McKee announced in mid-August... That all healthcare workers have to be vaccinated by October 1st or risk losing their job and possibly professional licenses. But on Saturday morning, Health Department published a lengthy list of facilities not fully compliant. Included seven major hospitals, state-run Elena Slater, Prime Healthcare Landmark Medical Center in Woonsocket, Yale New Haven Health Center Westerly, Newport Hospital. Rhode Island Hospital, which includes Hasbro, Miriam Hospital, Bradley Hospital, all far owned by Lifespan. Friday, many Lifespan employees told the Globe they received letters from the human resource saying they had been placed on administrative unpaid leave, will be terminated after leave two weeks are up on October 16th. Both Lifespan and Care New England told the Boston Globe they would not employ any health care workers who not receive one shot by October 1st. They're off the schedule. They will separate from employment. Lifespan spokeswoman told the Globe Friday 90% of its workforce was vaccinated. Fewer than 400 were unvaccinated. Saturday, the State Department of Health noted that four Lifespan hospitals had requested a 30-day extension. So folks, they're trying to work with these people. But to what end? Also late Friday, the department took action against Stephen Scully, Cranston Dentist who said he was not vaccinated and would continue to treat patients in a compliance order signed by Health Director Dr. Nicole Alexander-Scott. He was ordered to stop practicing until he was compliant. So no word on whether or not he will be protesting, chanting, we will not comply. So Governor McKee's approval rating has dipped this is Dan McGowan with this. Rhode Island has a high level of transmission. Uh, 304 new cases on Friday. Test positive rate, 1.8%. 122 hospitalized. Total deaths, 2,838. So we, we are a long way off from 3,000, right? We're a long way off. I don't, I don't think it'll hit 3,000 this year.
So Governor McKee wrestled with a mask mandate for public schools and a vaccine requirement. And his approval rating took a hit. New survey shows 51% of Rhode Island has approved the way the governor is handling the pandemic. It had been 60%. So think of that. He's down 10%. That's a lot. He's almost, he's still above water, though. He's still above water. But, and also, it's still better. The Governor Mundo was down to 40% job approval rating. 40. McKee is ranked second lowest among governors in New England, behind Maine Governor Janet Mills. Her, her approval rating is 50%. Here's a breakdown. Vermont, 70% approval rating. Governor Baker. 64% approval rating. That's way down from where it was. Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont, 62%. New Hampshire Governor, Republican Chris Sununu, 56%. McKee, 51%. And then the main governor, 50%. Now, national average is 45%. Lowest it's been in quite some time. So, but still, he's down. He follows the poll numbers. Of course he does. He absolutely follows the poll numbers. Um, to think differently is, you know, of course he's following the poll numbers. Folks, right now it's 1239. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, I want to appeal to someone, if you're listening, maybe over the weekend, you were in an auto accident or maybe involved with a slip and fall or workplace injury or domestic abuse. Remember what we said? Say, fight back, call Jack, attorney Jack Calvino, 401-785-9400. Free consultation, fight back, call Jack, 401-785-9400. 50 years personal experience, 100 years total combined with the staff. Fight back, call Jack, 401-785-9400 or online at fightbackcalljack.com. Folks, as always, visit our website, depetro.com, and depetro.com, which is brought to you by Endzone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Hey, pop in Monday Night Football tonight. They had a great crowd last night. Dana runs a great place. Folks, I watched the season opener there. I'm going to be back there to watch another game. Endzone Sports Pub. There, It's clean, friendly. Family-owned karaoke Friday, Saturday night, NFL ticket on Sunday. Pop it and see them. End Zone Sports Pub. And they also have uh, food on the weekends. Pop in and see them. And there's a direct link at the website, which is depetro.com. So I want to go with um, some of the sound, folks, over the course of the weekend. I'm not going to do. Listen, I, I think that was a great game last night. I'm a little braided out. I'm a little braided out. And I also noticed that Tom Brady, Bob Kraft floated out the idea that um, Kraft floated out the idea that, listen, we'd love to see him retire his career as a Patriot. And what that means, by the way, is, you know, you do the one day contract, which is they sign him for a day. And then when he officially retires, he retires as a New England Patriot. So, and, and Brady, you know, he's definitely has softened up. This trip was good all the way around, I think. All the way around. Um, it, it was uh, good for that. But I, I'm a little, 
I'm a little uh, braided out to be to be honest with you. Let me say this: Twitter slam for fact checking Seattle mom's obituary that mentioned COVID vaccine. Um, Twitter slam. Let me see this. Twitter's been slammed for fact checking the obituary of a Seattle mother that attributed death to blood clots brought on by the vaccine. Um, boom, boom, boom. She died 37 years old, died September 7th, marked as misleading. The fact check warning was removed by Twitter following the backlash. Uh, she had been opposed to getting the vaccine. She was good health, relented. Um, during the last weeks of her life, the world turned dark with heavy-handed vaccine mandates. Local state government to term strip away your rights. Oh, this was all in the obit. Um, Jessica Berg Wilson, exceptionally healthy, vibrant, 37-year-old young mother with no underlying health conditions, passed away from COVID. They wrote COVID vaccine-induced. She did not want to get vaccinated. Twitter put a misleading label on the tweet. <laughs> Folks, what is happening? Everybody is just losing their mind over this stuff. Oh, my God. But I'm telling you, I think they're going to have to fold. Now, I want to play this. Alyssa Farah, who I've met, she worked in the Trump White House. She appeared on The View. And they treat her as if, listen to the line of questioning. This is Sonny Hostin. This is former White House Director of Strategic Communication, Alyssa Farah, who went to work for the President of the United States. Listen to this exchange. Let me hear it on The View uh, earlier. Here we go. I can't imagine what life must have been like for you, but you eventually got out of there. What what did it? What made you say, oh, this, no? Well, a few things. So I was asked to serve in the Trump White House in April of 2020, so the height of the pandemic. I was actually the, the Department of Defense press secretary before then. It was my dream job, speaking on behalf of the U.S. Armed Forces. Uh, but I was asked to go and serve. We were dealing with unprecedented crises in this country. We were hearing that we were going to have a Pearl Harbor a day of loss of life. Oh. And I thought if there was anything I could do to even marginally help, I couldn't say no. I ended up staying for seven months. Uh, through the election. I hadn't originally intended to stay the whole time. And let me be honest with you, it was extremely challenging. Um, I think you guys have a sense of what it could have been, what it was like in there. You know, a lot of the books are accurate, some aren't, but uh, I strongly believe in public service. If a Democrat administration asked me to serve, if a Republican one did, I would say yes and I would go in. So um, I'm proud of what I did there. I always gave my best counsel to the president. Um, Sometimes that meant being sort of the skunk at the garden party and being the person saying, "Mm -mm, can we not do that? Maybe don't do that. Maybe wear a mask. But that's the job. That's the job we sign up for. And I went in knowing any day I could be fired, I could be let go at will. But my duty was to serve the American public and to serve the country. And I did my best to do that. I have to say, though, like when I think about it, you joined in April 2020. That's like four years in. We, we know who he was. How do you do that? So I did. <laughs> right? I, didn't I mean, no, it's I'm a 
fair point. point. It's, a, it's a fair question. I mean, you know who this person is. Yeah. He's the person that is grabbing by the you-know-what. Well, and you're working for him. I He's didn't the president have any of the United States. So I was, I should go back further. I was Vice President Pence's press secretary for two years. So I was tangentially working with the Trump White House, different building, but serving a very different man. Well, you're not working for Darth Vader, but you're a stormtrooper. <laughs> I was actually very well said. Um, I, I will say this. I believed strongly in his economic agenda. I believed in his national security agenda. My background is national defense. Um, I believe now under Biden, we're seeing the challenges of not having a strong national defense. Um, but I had no illusions about the man that Donald Trump was. I just, my general POV was, if not me, then who? I don't think it would have been a good thing to have a federal government for four years once Donald Trump was the commander-in-chief staffed by Steve Bannon's or Steve Bannon miniatures. I think having people of good conscience who believe in public service, who believe in working with Democrats, working with independents in those roles is a good thing, not a bad thing. And I've got to say this, 74 million Americans voted for Donald Trump. He didn't win. Just to be clear, he did not win to anybody who has any concerns about that. Uh, but most of those people are good, honest, hardworking people who love this country, who voted for certain aspects of his agenda, usually I think it's the economic message, to be honest. And one thing I would note, a lot of my family would say is middle class. Um, under Trump, I know one family member in particular, their 401k went up by 24%. That is a real investment in their retirement and the ability to send back. Say that again? But on whose back? Oh, uh, that's, no, that's, and that's fair. I that's think the, that yeah, means. That's the question. I think that's Listen to the that. question. I'm sorry. No, that's what? fair. And we, we did on prioritize, so I back? give a lot of credit to some of the oh, smart staff around God. Donald Trump. So Larry Kudlow was somebody I believed a lot. Andrew Ullman, who's actually his deputy. These are smart Bush-era policymakers who tried to create the most inclusive economy in American history. And we got there. But the problem was you couldn't get away from things like the Muslim ban or what looked like bigoted policies on the border. Hundreds of thousands of well, people died. You know, folks, th just what I wanted to play, and again, at 1247, just their attitude. I mean, she went to work for the president of the United States at the White House during a pandemic. I thought she handled that pretty well. She had worked for Vice President Pence. She had worked in the Defense Department. Total professional, a woman, you'd think they would kind of be a little more supportive but wow just the, the the way they like how could you do that and just the whole attitude about that is if working in the west wing working in the west wing is such a terrible thing folks right now it's 12:48 also i want to just repeat facebook has an Instagram of it hit by a global outage. So I recognize that uh, some people are asking me about Facebook Live, but Facebook is down worldwide. Zuckerberg must be freaking right now. Um, I think it's interesting that last night at 60 Minutes, they had the whistleblower. And then, boy, this has been a rough... 12 hours for Facebook, that's for sure. Very rough. Um, or 24 hours, I should say. For, for Facebook, who, again, anyone that has ever seen 
anyone that's ever seen the social network, one of the things that they prided themselves on was that they never went down. There were a few other apps in the past, like MySpace, but that would go down from time to time. Um, this, uh, one of their strengths was that they posted that they never went down. Let me also play. Here's President Biden. He took some questions earlier. Let's go to it. Talking about female senator being harassed in a bathroom by a liberal activist. This is the Arizona senator who was being harassed. Joe Manchin had people on kayaks show up to his boat. TLF. Senator Sinema last night was chased into a restroom. Do you think that those tactics are crossing the line? I don't think they're appropriate tactics, but it happens to everybody. From the, the only people it doesn't happen to are people who have Secret Service standing around them. Um, so, uh, it- he laughs about it. He absolutely laughs about it. Folks, these progressive activists going, you know, literally going up and harassing someone into protesters followed her into the bathroom, Arizona State University, to confront her on the Build Back Better, an immigration. So the the fact that that even happened, part of the process Since when is that part of the process? An illegal alien harassed that she vote a certain way. I want to vent that before I I just play it. But far less extremists followed her, Senator Sinema, into a bathroom, harassed her in the stall. (laughs) I mean, they are nuts. Absolutely nuts. As, uh, again, but folks, I'm I'm not surprised at all that. Let me say that. I am not surprised at all that. Um, and I know that, um, let me hear again. This is, this is his nature of just, just blame someone else. Just blame someone else. This is President Biden blaming the Republicans for not trying to raise the, the debt ceiling on this Monday. Congress raised the debt three times when Donald Trump was president and each time with Democrat support. But now they won't raise it, even though they're responsible for more than $8 trillion in bills incurred in four years under the previous administration. That's what we'd be paying off. They won't raise it, even though defaulting on the debt would lead to self-inflicted wound that takes our economy over a cliff and risks jobs and retirement savings, Social Security benefits, salaries for service members. Benefits for veterans and so much more. You know, he is, I recognize that all presidents have speechwriters, but I would just argue that he just takes it to another level, right? He just takes it to, he just takes it to another level where, in in essence, um, you know, he would just read whatever. I think whatever they they put in front of him, in, whatever they put in front, I think he would just read that, um, and, and no matter what it may be, almost like in in Anchorman. So, how about this controversial Prophet Muhammad artist dies in mysterious car crash? 
folks, the other thing that is just so um, that is just so funny is the um, the let's go Brandon thing. So and even, you know, Biden trying to downplay the harassment of people. That's that's exactly what they do. Now, what is this? NBC News correspondent Pete Williams saying the Supreme Court will blow a big hole in abortion rights, if not overturn Roe v. Wade altogether. But the big news on this Monday is is that Facebook is is down. It is. It is absolutely the big news on this um, on this Monday. Now, I also um, I, again, if you're a healthcare worker, frontline worker, I think you take a couple days and figure out exactly where you want to go from here because now if you're asking me i think in fact oh and by the way someone asked me what's the significance of the shoes and you can email me folks go to the website petro.com well i'll say this the answer is on the website to petro.com what do the shoes signify about the protesters that want to leave shoes behind in governor mckee's i'm looking at petro.com tom brady in providence protest plan to Governor McKee home. Um, you you can, the answer is right there. Also, Alley's Donuts, I believe, was closed over the weekend. Then we have some of our D.C. stuff. So, uh, folks, you can uh, see it all at the website, petro.com. Don't forget, at the very top, you have the shop. If you want to reach me, you want to contact me, you can send a direct email that way. It's a happening. It all starts at the website, which is petro.com. And don't forget, petro.com, which is brought to you by, hey, are you thinking of either buying or selling home? Well, Pat Elston specializes in residential investment property sales, residential commercial leasing. Pat Elston services all of Rhode Island, Southeastern Mass. Call her today. There's a direct link at the website, Pat Elston. Caldwell Banker Realty, 401-474-5253, 401-474-5253, based in Cumberland, 20 years experience, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, it is a, it can be a great real estate market if you have the right person that's working for you. This is no time for amateur hour. Pat Elston, 401-474-5253. 53. Folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, depetro.com. I'm just checking some, you know, the, the, one of the biggest headlines right now is just the fact that Facebook is down. Here's a, I like this headline. Study, chatting with strangers improves well-being. Well, that's good to know because I chat with, chat with a lot of strangers. Maybe there is something to that. The small chat. Chatting with strangers improves well-being. Now, a couple of other totally unrelated notes. As some of you uh, may be aware, um, I'm uh, a big fan of The Sopranos. I think it is one of the top five television programs of all time. I got in on it early. When The Sopranos was debuting on HBO, do you know they wanted to have a viewing party in Providence and then they were turned down? by then Mayor Cianci because he didn't like the way they portrayed, supposedly. But I also had a chance to interview Robin Green, 
who worked with David Chase in developing The Sopranos. And she told me the story that one time she went on a date. She went to Brown and she went on a date, was fixed up with, went on a date with Raymond Jr. Patriarca. Well, anyway, like a lot of people, I was very much looking forward to seeing... Uh, they would. They tried. They tried to do a movie, The Early Roots, like what made Tony Soprano Soprano growing up, and it's the Many Saints of Newark. And folks, it is such a bomb. Thank God I didn't go to the uh, a movie theater to watch that. You can watch it if it's on HBO. If you have HBO Max, you can watch it. It is a disaster. It is a train wreck. If you think that was a good movie, you have no taste. And just and I tried like 10 minutes into it. I'm like, wait a minute. Then 30 minutes into it, I'm like, oh, wow. Then an hour into it, I'm like, oh, my God, this is so bad. I kept stopping and starting trying to watch it. And it was just it's impossible. It's a disaster film. Terrible acting, terrible plot, stupid. Oh, my God. So disappointing. Don't waste your time. And also. I was looking forward to American Crime Story Impeachment, which is, you know, the People vs. O.J. Simpson was excellent. It's on FX Tuesday nights. But instead, this is Linda Tripp, Monica Lewinsky, and it's it's not good. It's not good. Um, there's parts of it that are interesting, but it's just, it's too, it's too much like Lifetime. Uh, and I don't watch Lifetime. All right, folks, right now it's 12.59. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. If you've been trying to watch the program on Facebook Live, Facebook is down. Worldwide outage. We'll have more on that. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. And you're going to hear about that. Instagram and Facebook and Facebook Messenger are down on this Monday, October 4th. Thank God we have the radio. All right, we have a full hour to go. The power hour is next. A lot more to tell you about. It's Monday post-Brady. We're going to be back on the other side after the 1 o'clock news. Leave it right here.